TalkLine Network Radio. All those in favor of a COVID-19 vaccine, raise your arm. Safe and effective COVID-19 vaccines are here. Get yours when it's available to you. Learn more at nyc.gov slash COVID vaccine. With COVID-19 vaccines here, New York City is coming back strong. Safe and effective vaccines are coming to all New Yorkers soon. Get vaccinated when it becomes available to you. Learn more at nyc.gov slash COVID vaccine. Welcome to Cindy's Celebrity Corner. I am your host, Cindy Gross, and I want to thank you again for making our show one of the most listened to shows on 620 AM and 1640 AM. We are so proud to bring you the latest in trends and in headline and breaking news from the world of entertainment, fashion, food, travel, and tonight is no different. So welcome into my corner. I want to talk to you tonight a little bit about the word entertainment. Because throughout the ages, we've all wanted to be entertained, whether it's a song or even listening to a poem, live theater, and of course, videos. Many of us relied on home entertainment for the past year. And yet... The entertainment world have become so political on both sides. Whether you're a progressive or a conservative, you still need to know that people want to escape. That's part of entertainment, escaping. Which is why here at Cindy Celebrity Corner, we tell you two things that are very important. One is that we don't cancel culture, we encourage culture, and second, you don't have to be Jewish to enjoy Sydney Celebrity Quarter and be a part of it. I am a proud Jew, and I want to share the best of my culture with all of you, and I want to learn from you, from all of your cultures, and what you like in your lifestyle, in your foods, in your entertainment. After all, I enjoy foreign films just like many of you. And I appreciate stars from all countries. Can you imagine our world without an Ingrid Bergman, without an Audrey Hepburn, a Cary Grant, to name a few? And think about all the movies that are made all over the world today that we appreciate, that have won best pictures, that have won best directors, the creative people behind the scenes, in the makeup, in the costuming. I thank you, whether or not you agree with me politically or not. I want to thank you for helping me escape when I just don't want to deal with a work crisis or a family issue or I am just tired and I just want to shut down 
and entertain me with what I want to read or watch. That's the way we should all think. We shouldn't be told by companies what we can eat, what we can buy, and what we should be enjoying as part of our entertainment. Tonight, we are bringing you three people that are entertainers. They all happen to be bringing out new products for you to share in their world, in their fields. And you know what? I am telling you, regardless of what we are being told politically to either like them or boycott them, we all should embrace them because their talents are so recognized among their peers and among the public. And all three of them have been recognized for their work for decades. I have a great show tonight. I hope you agree with me. Let's entertain and let's encourage everyone to be entertained. And let's encourage everybody to appreciate culture. Tell me what you think of my opening. Because we have three big guests, we're going to go right to commercial and come back with our first guest, Emmy-nominated, Tony-nominated actress, Tova Felcher. Selling a home can be expensive and stressful. Remax IQ has created a smarter home selling experience. Our successful real estate agents in New York will sell your home for as little as 2% commission and get you top dollar, stress-free, and fast. Just ask Joseph M. from Brooklyn. Remax IQ made it easy. No for sale sign. I had offers in days. I saved $10,000 in commission and I was in contract fast. If you're thinking of selling, Remax IQ has created a smarter home selling experience. Our successful real estate agents in New York will sell your home for as little as 2% commission and get you top dollar, stress-free, and fast. To learn more, call 800-800-1372. That's 800-800-1372. We're not a discount broker. We're Remax IQ. Speak with a top agent today. 800-800-1372. That's 800-800-1372. Or visit RemaxIQ.com. Terms and conditions apply. Visit www.remaxiq.com slash disclaimer. Welcome back to Cindy's Celebrity Corner. I am your host, Cindy Gross. And when I say celebrity, we have the very best with us today. You know her from her award-nominated roles, whether or not it's Golda, whether or not it's in the uh, television movie Holocaust. Many of you know her from Law and Order or from Kissing Jessica Stein. And she is here to discuss her brand new book that debuted this week that is already on the bestsellers list. Tova Felcher, welcome. Felcher. Oh, I'm so used to it. All right, I'll start one more time. <clears throat> welcome back to Cindy Celebrity Corner. I am your host, Cindy Gross. And boy, do we have a celebrity for you opening our show today. She is Emmy-nominated, Tony-nominated. So many of you know her from so many of her roles, whether she played Golda Meir, whether she's been on Broadway in, as Arena Senda, on Holocaust, the television miniseries, Kissing Jessica Stein, Law and Order. The list is endless, and she is here to discuss her brand-new book, Lilyville, that debuted this week and is already a bestseller. 
Tova Felchu. Welcome to Cindy's Celebrity Corner. Thank you, Cindy. Thanks for having me. It is an honor because I remember as a girl, 1975, going to see the play Yento. And I was so impressed that a Jewish girl was so proud to use the name Tova that she actually uh, inspired me to go home and say to my mother, Ma, why don't I use my name, Ziesel Peril, because that's a nice Jewish name also. And she said, no, you're in America, but you have made the American dream come true for you. And you're telling your story in your brand new book. So tell us a little bit about the book and what made you decide to write it down? Well, I wrote it down because Hachette Publisher came to, came to me and said, we, wanna, we, want to, we want you to write a memoir. And uh, that was a wonderful offer. And to be all of a sudden a paid writer, having never written a book before. And then, of course, the universe collaborated with me because the pandemic broke out. And what can an actor in the theater do? An actor in the theater can become a writer. You know, they say a, a branch in order to bear fruit must learn to bend. So I bent with the times and was very, very grateful. Let me tell you about a little bit about Lilyville. My mother, Lily, was born on a dining room table in the Bronx in 1911, and she lived till over 103 years young, I should say, 103 years young. When I told her I wanted to be an actress, she said, why don't you just go into the kitchen, get my challah knife, stick it in my heart, and twist it. And when I took her to Broadway to see me in Pippin, this musical where I stopped the show because I was singing upside down while simultaneously performing a full-out aerial act. And I was 30 feet in the air, Cindy, without a mat, without a, a, a safety belt. And if you did what you needed to do in Pip and his grandma bear to you'd bring down the house, which I did. At the end of the show, I went to my mother. And I said, mommy, mommy, how'd I do? How'd I do? And she said, Alva, that you should have to earn a living like this. And on a trapeze yet. And finally, when I took her to see me as Prime Minister Golda Meir in Golda's Balcony, that would become the longest running one woman play in Broadway history. She came backstage after we got standing ovations. I mean, people love Golda, so I was very lucky. We sold very, very well to Helen Hayes. Um, she came backstage and said, look, I rate your parts by how you look, Tova. Dolly Levi was a 10, Golda Meir, zero. So welcome to Lilyville, where my mother, Lily, reigns supreme. And although all my parts, as you mentioned, happen on Broadway, in Hollywood, concert halls, they all took place in Lilyville for better or for exasperation. And this uh, book explores the mother-daughter or the parent-child relationship. Well, that's what I really love about it. I think everybody could relate to it. I could relate to it with my mother, because I think the best example is the greatest role that your mother feels you played was not anything on Broadway, not anything for television, but finding an Ivy League Jewish lawyer to marry, being a mother to two Jewish children and raising them Jewish because that's every mother's dream. And you are also a role model for so many people because you've been happily married so many years. Yeah. And that is what really makes you such a great actress because you know how to have a great personal life and a professional life. And one thing I've always admired about you, you more than ma many other actresses really play real people. And you've done it through so many years. 
I mean, even I was talking about uh, the Holocaust miniseries, the fact that you played a Jewish partisan so well. I mean, very few people play real people the way you do. And um, tell us a little bit how that came about, that you've been able to play so many real people so well. Well, first of all, my birth name is Terry Sue Felchu, as you know. And when I was 18, I fell in love with a boy, not from the tribe, if you'll forgive me, named Michael Fairchild one of the most beautiful white Anglo-Saxon Protestants I've ever come across in my whole life to this day. I fell madly in love with him and I hope he with me. And he was the one who said, what kind of a name is Terry Sue for you? You're from the North. It sounds like a real diminutive and you're such a pistol. What else were you called? I said, well, I was called Tova in Sunday school. In fact, I was called Tova in Hebrew school. But in those years, you know, you tread lightly on your Jewishness. And he was the one who went, Tova. Now that's a name. And that became our love name. And my last legal document is Terry Sue Felch, who was my graduation from uh, Sarah Lawrence College. It's the least I could do for my parents because they had given me such a beautiful education. And I took the name Tova out to the Guthrie Theater. I was a McKnight Fellow at the Guthrie Theater. And Tova is a Danish name. So they thought I was a local girl. Tova Felchu. From from Copenhagen or from Sweden. And it wasn't until I hit New York that the state of Israel fell on my head with a name like Tova Felchu. The, you know, Shakespeare says, what's in a name? A rose by any other name would smell as sweet. I think, Cindy, everything's in a name. I think if you were Zisa Perla, uh, which is Zisa, of course, means sweet. It's such a beautiful name, uh, that you would have a different uh, perceived value than Cindy Gross. I think a Terry Sue Felchu is very different than a Tova Felchu. So my, I, by changing my name, I changed the whole landscape of my life and didn't realize I was doing it. I was a teenager. I didn't understand the consequences. So people assumed uh, Jewish maven, Orthodox, Israeli, or foreign. I was none of the above, except I happen to be Jewish. But I was a cheerleader from Quaker Ridge School. So what I was, though, as a Jewish child, was a good student. Because as we know, for our group, for the Hebrews, education is not a luxury. Education is a survival tool. Education is the way to meet every challenge and adjust quickly in order to survive. So it's not just the core of our religion in the sense that the ultra-Orthodox uh, uh, are in the haters and in the yeshivas all their life studying the holy books, but it's it has the rabbinic tradition has sifted down to the rest of us as professors, doctors, and lawyers, which brings me to my mother. When I wanted to become an actress, I said, Mom, I'd like to go to Juilliard. She said, you're not going to a trade school. So that was the end of that one. And I became a philosophy major at, at uh, Sarah Lawrence and would commute to New York to study with Uta Hagen. And that also, my mother, I wanted to go to Vassar, and she wanted me to go to Sarah Lawrence. She said, who's going to teach Acting up at Poughkeepsie, mind you, I would have been with Meryl Streep, but it would have been fine with me. Who's going to teach acting to in, up in Poughkeepsie? Hello, Poughkeepsie, if you're down in Brownsville, you can commute to New York and maybe one of those great teachers will take you in. And it was true. Uta Hagen took me in and um, influenced my whole life as an actor. She was and you, famous. And you did work with Meryl Streep, so... In I, I, I worked with her in Holocaust, and I, I know her. She's, she's a contemporary. She's lovely, of course. Um, so uh, everything is in a name. And what happened is that we fight for some parts as actors. We have to audition and re-audition and, re and other things are given to you on a silver platter. Well, the Tova Felchu-ness of me was perceived 
as somebody who knew how to do Lucy Dreyfus and Dreyfus in rehearsal for David Merrick, Yentl, uh, uh, Golda May Ear, uh, Judy Stein and Kissing Jessica Stein, Booby, Lillian Kantrowitz in A Walk on the Moon, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. These were not, I didn't audition for these, a lot of these roles. Leona Helmsley, you were fantastic and as Leona Thank Helmsley. Thank you. And- uh-huh. Can we mention an upcoming project who you're going to be? We can. We can indeed. I've been asked to do a one-woman play to play uh, Dr. Ruth K. Westheimer. You're on Sexually Speaking. This is Dr. Ruth. What you want, what you need. I think everybody should masturbate every day. And I have my favorite vibrator I can always recommend to you. So I am about to play uh, uh, Dr. Ruth. And she is remarkable. She's an orphan, not a not a survivor. She calls herself an orphan of the Holocaust. She did lose her entire immediate family and her life was saved through a kinder transport from Frankfurt on Main to Switzerland, where she lived in a Swiss orphanage for six years. And the reason she was chosen as one of the 300 children from Germany and one of the 40 children from Frankfurt was because her father was already in a detention camp from the Nazis. And if you were a Jewish child where your father was already gone, they would uh, consider you, and she got lucky. It saved her life. And you're good friends with her, so this is really challenging in a way because you you know her, and she knows you. So uh, it- she's my te- she's my teacher. She's my mentor. I will see her tomorrow, and I'm following. How does she walk? How does she talk? What is her accent? What's in her apartment? She's been very open armed to me, and of course, always I always bring her flowers, and she always gives me gives me books. Uh, but uh, more importantly, uh, her healing is that she has brought human sexuality to the forefront where people can talk about it, discuss it. And uh, where every woman, every woman is entitled to an orgasm. And just don't you forget that gals. Don't you forget that. When figure, Lily- out, figure out what gives you pleasure and make sure you communicate it. And then we should get back to Lilyville, I think. <laughs> now, Lily, approve of this? With the sexual talk? I think Lily was a pretty sexy gal, and she and my father had a great romantic relationship. I used to see, see them kiss in the foyer with the, you know, French kissing. I thought it was disgusting. I was a little girl, and, ugh, and everybody's mouth was open. Uh, but um, Lily, in fact, in her quietness, in her reserve, in her subservience to my father, voluntarily subservient to my father, she was a sexy dame. And when my brother went to Quaker Ridge School and I was still in Monroe Place School, my father was at the law office, she would exercise naked to Jack LaLanne in our library in Scarsdale and, you know, in front of the television set. And also she let me take baths with her. And I love taking a bath with my mother because that's the way I knew that perhaps she she bore me some love because she never said I loved you. Never, never used those words. And, and I, I be- just and I bet you say me. I love you to your kids all the time because of that. I love my kids because they breathe and I try to empower my kids. I try to put in my kids what I hope for them. I don't sit there to endlessly correct them and change them. It's just too disempowering. It's just, I know because I had to survive it. So I just want to do it to somebody else. So your mother also had a great um, 10 commandments in your house. And I really love that. And I think every Jewish mother of that generation probably uh, had them as well. I, I indeed, indeed, I have to call them forth. I would have to find them in the book, book itself, but they were quite, quite hysterical. It's in the beginning of the book and it has yes. to do with 
with weight. It has to do with eating. <laughs> Where can our listeners get, uh, buy the book? Oh, Lilyville is on sale. It went on sale. It debuted April 13th. And, you know, 13th is our, 13 is our magical number where we go from childhood to adulthood. It was when I was 13, I was bat mitzvah. So I am very excited that I have made my debut as, a, as, a, as an author adult. You can buy it at all of your local bookstores, including Barnes & Noble, and of course, online at Amazon, Target, and also at tovafelchu.com. If you enter my website, you just click and it takes you right to all those sites and you can order the book uh, immediately. And that would be a great joy for me. If you happen to go that route and want to send me your receipt, Hashed insists on the receipt, you send me the, the receipt and your address, I will inscribe a book plate to you and send it to you. Thank you, Tova, so much for joining us. We are going to also be sharing a link to the book on Cindy Celebrity Corner for you. Thank you. Because, Thank you. Well, it is our honor. You have been such, uh, I think this is probably the most nervous I've been for an interview. And I must tell you, out of all the interviews so far, when I mentioned to people you were coming on, Everybody gasped. They were so excited. So we wish you a lot of uh, success with the book. I know we don't have to. You're going to have it anyway. We look forward to having you back when the uh, show opens featuring Dr. Ruth. Thank you very much. It's called Becoming Dr. Ruth. And also, I just want to say to everybody uh, who's pleased that I'm with you, Cindy, that I take none of you for granted. I love you dearly. I don't have a career without you. Mine, mine started in live entertainment. So I plan to stay by your side till the day I pop off, whether it's on, in the theater or in front of a camera. And uh, please enter into the theater of my memories. I wrote this book in three acts with two intermissions. Instead of a prologue, you're going to get an overture. Instead of an afterward, you're going to get exit music. Instead of acknowledgments, I'm going to put all the people who helped me bring this book to fruition in a, in a cast party. And it has a happy ending. My mother and I started very far apart on very different trees of knowledge. And slowly our branches bent toward each other until we were intertwined. Tova Felshu, thank you so much for joining Cindy's Celebrity Corner. Thank you. Are you looking to update your home? Are you looking for new art? If you're like me, you took advantage of being home during COVID and remodeling and updating the looks on the walls in your home. I am telling you, don't look further. Go to Katya Levanovich's website and find many examples of her award-winning designs that are featured in many of today's homes. How many times have you asked yourself, where can I find the perfect white wine or a perfect rosé? Look no further then the Royal Wines Corporation, international distributors of kosher wines, and you don't have to be Jewish to enjoy them. Royal Wines is a distributor of the worldwide bestseller Bartonova Moscato. And with nine generations of winemaking under their belt, the Herzog family presents Lineage, a line of high-quality wines grown under the sunshine of California. From Paso Robles to Clarksburg to the Lake County, the Herzog lineage wines carry the uncompromising standards that are the pride of the Herzog family. From semi-dry rosé to crisp Sauvignon Blanc, from delicate Pinot Noir to the elegant Cabernet Sauvignon, 
Herzog Lineage wines are the benchmark of quality kosher California wine. On the Royal Wines website, there is a wine in every price range. You can find out more on the wines by going to their website, www.royalwines.com. That's www.royalwines.com. Welcome back to Cindy's Celebrity Corner. I am your host, Cindy Gross. And with me now is a playwright, a writer, director, producer, best-selling author, and his latest work for YouTube, Joyland, was recently featured in the New York uh, Post as a must-see show. So we are so excited to have with us today Gary Morgenstein. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Cindy. I'm delighted to be on. Well, we discussed just now the success of Joyland. Tell us a little bit about the show, because it's really starting a whole new genre of watching series on Zoom and through YouTube. Well, we're trying to be very inventive. Uh, Because of the pandemic, the industry has been locked down. So we're producing Joyland for now entirely on Zoom, and we keep making um, progress to having more seamless productions of Joyland, which is set in the 1960s, the tumultuous decade where so much of today began and so much of today remains unresolved. And so it's all, it, the first episode dropped on YouTube um, at the end of March and episode 102 will drop on April 26th. And we're going to put up all eight episodes of season one. And what's, there's some interesting things in addition to the production of being on Zoom and the challenges and also the opportunities. For example, we have an international cast from London to Los Angeles, Chicago. We're able to bring people from all over the world into this project. Uh, but most uh, series and most um, programming, which looks at the 60s, either focuses on uh, Vietnam, they focus on the civil rights struggle in the South, and we're doing something very different. This is set in, in New York City, partly, and also partly in a Catskills bungalow colony. And I know many of your listeners know that, um, and those who don't, that for generations, Catskill's bungalow colonies were the um, resorts for the working class and middle class Jews. So we, we like to lean into that. We lean into the both the, um, the anger and the darkness of the 60s, but also the hope. And that always, as you know, is consistent throughout my writing. I like to, to set um, sort of dystopian tones and then see how we bring people together, because ultimately we have to become become together. And in Joyland, it is a lot of um, African-Americans and whites finding their way, um, finding common enemies, finding common goals, because there's so much more that unites us than divides us, Cindy. I couldn't agree with you more. And one of the slogans in my show is that Cindy Celebrity Corner does not cancel culture. We encourage it. So I couldn't agree with you more. And you said something very important, how you find hope and a positive future. And that leads me to my next question. You are a noted producer. You had a show that was supposed to premiere right as the pandemic hit last year, A Black and White Cookie. Tell us a little bit about that and how you were able to get the show out to people in quite a unique way uh, so that viewers were able to enjoy it. It also got great reviews when it premiered. 
Yes, well, exactly. You know, um, man plans and God laughs. So we were canceled by the pandemic. We're supposed to open uh, theater for the new city. And the play Black and White Cookie is set in the East Village. And it's about um, a senior African-American man who has to opens his East Village newsstand finally after the pandemic only to get hit by an exorbitant rent increase. And he has to close. But enter a longtime customer, an eccentric Jewish communist, uh, Albie Sands, who persuades him to take on the system. And together they form an unlikely but powerful friendship as two men of different backgrounds, different races, very different politics. But there's something that they connect to. And that's what I wanted to show. And they overcome uh, the, the difficulties. And so uh, Black and White Cookie premiered on Zoom because enough already. I'm not going to wait <laughs> forever. Um, and we did get great reviews um, on Theater for the New City on the uh, series. Then it went to the UK. Uh, and now a Los Angeles theater company, Sky Pilot Theater, has just done a, a Zoom reading, which is going to be up in the next week. A Jayo, which is a Washington, D.C. theater company, is going to be doing it the end of the month. And Momenti Productions in New Jersey will also be doing a Zoom. Uh, so though the pandemic shut us down, you don't have to lock down our imagination. And again, if my work is about bringing different people together, so I, I feel that Zoom at least can bring different people together. Look, people all over the country and all over the world were able to see my plays, to see Joyland, which is kind of remarkable. Before Zoom, you would have to come to New York City to see a play, right? So there's something to be said for that. I don't think Zoom is going to go away. I think um, what it did do is it dragged theater into the 21st century and made it begin using um, the digital platform more. And I think while it's certainly different, of course, than live theater and nothing will ever replace that, at the end of the day, you're breaking it all down. You're telling stories. And Zoom provides an intimacy for telling those stories, which is also why Zoom has been effective for Joyland, because television is a very intimate medium. I mean, just think about it. You're watching a TV show and you might be in your pajamas in your bedroom. OK, but you're letting these people come into your into your home and you have to feel that that sense of comfort with them. And Zoom provides that. And now there are challenges, uh, as you I was telling you. Zoom. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> well, and you can't like we had a scene where we had a couple kissing. Well, you know, good luck with that, because <laughs> one of them is in the Catskills and the other one is in the Bronx. So you can't <laughs> you can't quite do that. But what do, what are we, if not creative? And what is the human spirit, if not redoubtable, um, willing to surmount all sorts of horrors, much less creating television on Zoom? And we we've all gone through the pandemic. We're coming out to the other side, God willing, and we're rebuilding our world. And I think art should reflect that without being heavy handed, preachy, but it should show what human beings are about, because it's awful, Cindy. We all hear so much about how bad humans are. But sometimes we need to hear a little bit more about how good we are. So you just mentioned something about creative juices. And you also have a brand new book at your sixth best-selling book. Tell the audience a little bit about it. Well, A Fastball for Freedom is set in the 22nd century. So sometimes I have to keep my centuries straight because Joyland's the 20th century. Black and White Cookie is the 21st. And A Fastball for Freedom is a dystopian science fiction baseball novel, which is kind of unique. It's a, a trilogy. This is book two. And it's set 
in 2099, after America and the West has lost World War III to the Islamic Empire, America is governed by a, a new entity called the family, which um, the, the fundamentals of it is the most important thing is love and friendships and family. And it doesn't matter um, what you are. It's who you are. And America is surrounded. But ultimately, two sides have to come together. There's a faction who wants on um, both sides who want to start World War Four, But there's another side who wants to find peace. And at the center of bringing people together is baseball, which is my passion, as you know. So uh, I have to tell you that you just said you write in the 20th century, the 21st century, the 22nd. What is the quote unquote common ground among all three centuries that your followers can appreciate? I think it's ordinary people being swept up in extraordinary times and finding faith in themselves and each other. So you are known in the New York uh, theater scene for your live productions. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you as the uh, cities are opening, even New York is beginning to open. What is the future of theater? So many of my listeners are active theater goers. I think it's starting to trickle open. I think the, um, the economic uh, determinants are going to be, are going to affect things. Broadway is not coming back so quickly because it just costs so darn much and social distancing won't allow them to sell tickets like that. I think independent theater off Broadway, off, off Broadway is going to have to make changes. Some theaters are never coming back. Uh, so I think we're going to go back to say maybe more black box productions, very simple sets. Again, just telling stories as people slowly feel comfortable as actors and crews slowly feel comfortable working together. I think we're going to see more outdoor theater. And I also think, I don't know if New Yorkers want to hear this, but a lot of uh, the um, the creative theater is moving out of New York. And you see theaters opening all over the country. And I think that's great, actually. I don't want New York to have a, an artistic drain, but I think the rest of the country should be discovering theater because well, it's wonderful. I think the economics uh, really call for it. I mean, you see, I mean, I don't want to say it in a negative way, but with Atlanta, we, you know, a lot of people until what happened with Coca-Cola and the, and the rioting in, in Georgia, no one even realized just how much production goes on there. And there are places all over the country like that, that are building up not only little theaters for live um, theater, but studios to shoot video. Yes, absolutely. Los Angeles can't always be the center. New York can't always be the center. You could duplicate, I mean, it's often done in Canada, where it's co uh, cost less to, to shoot, where a, a New York scene will be set in Toronto. And uh, we have to be careful not to drive it away. Mm -hmm. But why should there be um, television studios, studios all over the country? Why should New York and Los Angeles have um, supremacy? On that, I, I think that it's creativity belongs to everyone. And I think it's great. I think what has happened with the pandemic is it's kind of been, um, you know, forgive me, anti-elitist and people who, you know, have never discovered or could not afford theater thinking it, you had to pay $300 a ticket for Broadway can watch it more simply now on Zoom and eventually will be able to watch it in their local communities for cheaper prices. And I think that's wonderful. So you say that, and Joyland also proves the fact that noted celebrity stars, people who, who, you know, faces that our audience would recognize from other shows are coming on to shows like Joyland through YouTube. Tell us some of the stars in the show. Well, it's directed by um, the award-winning Broadway performer, Damone Serafin, and my co-creator is um, Russell Friedman, 
who's um, Emmy Award winning television executive. In the, uh, but some of the stars are Ellen Adair, who was just on Bowl. She was on The Sinner, Homeland, Billions. Uh, Bernard Dotson has originated five roles on, on Broadway musicals. Uh, Sandra Bargeman, uh, Robert West Mason. I mean, there's a lot of people from theater. Jamil Dobson, Rosalind Seal. I'm going to be remiss in missing, you know, Robert McKay, who's been, um, you know, in, in a whole bunch of Marvel TV series and movies and just on and on. It's just, and we have Michelle Fahrenheim, who's based in London. And God bless her. She's there. I mean, Monday night, her first night of rehearsal, she was there till like two, two o'clock in the morning, London time. You know, that's the sort of dedication which fills your heart as a writer and as a person when you see people all working together and doing this. Well, Gabby Morgenstein, I have to say, when you say dedication, I don't know any harder working creative uh, talent behind the scenes, writing the books, bringing entertainment to people, especially during a pandemic. You really took the time and used it wisely. And we look forward. Tell us where our audience can find Joyland, find your book, and where they can reach out to you directly. Uh, Joyland is available on YouTube at our our channel, uh, Joyland, a new series, episode 101 already has nearly uh, 1,500 views, and uh, episode two will be um, April 26th. And uh, my novels, you could go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Apple Books, whatever, go into your local bookstore, and they could order it. And um, I'm at, uh, go on Twitter, I'm at Writer Gary, and on Facebook, and I don't know what I'm called there. I guess Gary Morgenstein. I mean, there's so many platforms, so little time, Cindy. Who could keep track? You know what? I it's amazing you say that because so many people say the opposite. So much time, so little opportunity. <laughs> but you make your opportunity. So yes, thank that's you right. For Cindy Celebrity Corner and come back. When is this uh, the next drop on YouTube? It's going to be April 26th, episode 102. That's great. And we look forward to having you back. Bring a get, uh, one of your uh, stars next time with you. We'd love to hear from them working with you. I'm sure they have some great stories. And we will be back with Cindy Celebrity Corner. Are you looking to update your branding and your business? Double G Designs works remotely with all businesses to create logos for stationery, business cards, social media posts, banners and posters, and all your needs for brand development. Gina Gelato has years of experience offering affordable logos to manufacturers, brand ambassadors, and party planners. She can be reached through her Instagram account and through her website, www.ginagelato.com. That is www.ginagelado.com. I use her for my business, and I can tell you I have gotten many compliments on my logo branding. That's Gina Gelato, double G, designs.com. Hi, this is Cindy Gross here, host of Cindy Celebrity Corner, and I never miss a morning of Gordon in the Morning on 1640 WJPR and TalklineNetwork.com. It's the best of radio, of Jewish oldies, and all the best that is upcoming and trending. My friend Al Gordon is the host, and he runs a great show, so don't miss it here. Gordon in the morning and doing the intro and then we'll bring you in. Welcome back to Cindy Celebrity Corner. I'm your host, Cindy Gross, 
and I can't tell you how excited I am for our next guest. So many of you know him from so many of his roles through daytime television, through movies, you've read his books, and he was recently highlighted on page six with the big question, is he coming back for the Karate Kid? Here he is talking about his brand new best-selling book and the next season of Studio City, actor, producer, director, writer, you name it. Creative Force, Sean Kanan. Welcome to Cindy's Celebrity Corner. Hi, Cindy. It's always great to see you. And it's always great to have you. You are a true friend, and you are a true thespian in the fact that you never forget your fans. You are always out there for them, including this one. So tell us a little bit about the book, Way of the Cobra. So Way of the Cobra is my third book. Um, the genesis of this book happened about three years ago. I was, uh, I found myself in a place I think a lot of people can relate to. I had had some pretty significant successes. I had had a couple of epic failures and, uh, I was looking at myself in the mirror and I was like, okay, what's next? Um, I was 35 pounds overweight. I had no prospects for acting at that point. And I realized very quickly that I needed to start doing some things differently and, I decided that rather than wait for my ship to come in, I was going to build the damn ship. I just had to figure out how. I had to figure out what to do. And so I went back in my mind and I thought about the times that I was really successful, the times when I really felt invincible and that I couldn't lose. And I, I wanted to see what was going on in my life then, you know, what, what circumstances were contributing to that feeling. And so I started doing some things very differently, very quickly. And long story short, in that one year, I uh, co-authored uh, Success Factor X, my second book, which was an Amazon new release bestseller and uh, Book Authority rated it one of the 20 most inspirational books of the last two decades. Um, my show, Studio City, uh, landed on Amazon Prime and we were nominated for eight Emmy Awards and we won one. And I lost the 35 pounds. And I, I don't tell people that as a way of impressing them. I tell them that to impress upon them what is possible. So Cobra, a Cobra is somebody that is, you know, living their most authentic life. The tagline for the book is unleash your inner badass. And everybody's got a badass. Maybe it hasn't been discovered yet. Maybe it's gotten lost temporarily like mine did, but everyone's got one. And a Cobra is an acronym formed from the words character, optimization, balance, respect, and abundance. And this book contains the strategies, the battle-tested strategies that I've used to make some significant changes in my life. And let me tell you, I'm, I'm a very normal guy. If I can do this, you can do this. Uh, I draw on a lot of um, autobiographical stories that I interweave into the lessons uh, that, that I teach in the book. And the book is set up kind of like a, a karate dojo. I'm the sensei, you're my students, and you're learning the way of the cobra. Well, uh, that's fantastic. And I guess that segues into people want to know, is there going to be another Karate Kid? And is Mike Barnes going to return? Oh, you mean Cobra Kai? That's <laughs> what they always ask me if I'm going to wind up being in Cobra Kai. You know, look, here's the thing. I get asked that more than daily. And I always say the same thing. I say, we shall see. And the reason is just out of respect for the show and the producers, 
I don't feel it's my place to confirm or deny because I don't want to say anything that is going to, you know, affect affect the show or you know give away any of the future plans of the show. So you, you gotta you gotta just tune in and watch. That's all I can say. And tuning in to watch. When are we going to see the next season of uh, Studio City? And when you talked about the Emmy, <laughs> let's talk about the fact that it was you who brought the Emmy to. Uh, Tristan Rogers and not General Hospital. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. So Tristan, who plays Doc on our show, um, has been on General Hospital for decades and uh, has never uh, been nominated for an Emmy on that show. And I think it's largely because he didn't enter himself. And I just convinced him that he absolutely needed to enter himself into the competition. And, you know, Tristan's a dear friend of mine. And I said, Tristan, if you trust us, if you trust me and the other writers, the producers, you're going to win an Emmy. And he did. And I couldn't be prouder of him. Um, as far as when is the next season of Studio City? Right now, we are entering the uh, period of judging for the daytime Emmys. So that is taking up all of our time right now with Studio City. Uh, if I had to guess, I would say we'll probably do the next season uh, probably in October. And are all the daytime favorites coming back? Um, I, I would like them to. I mean, you know, uh, you know, a lot of it is contingent on their schedule and things like that. But, yeah, if there's any way possible to have everyone back, that's exactly what we would like to do. And, and for those people that haven't seen the show, it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's a digital drama, but it's also very funny. Um, we initially did six episodes, and then we did five more episodes uh, a couple months ago that have now been uploaded. And if you haven't seen the new five episodes, they're terrific. We've got some great guest stars. Um, Ron Moss is on the show, uh, who just did a, a terrific job for us. Uh, an actor named Anne-Marie Horsford, who's probably done over 100 films, really got a solid uh, a group of people. And we're real proud of these new episodes. So I hope everyone checks them out. So you mentioned Ron Moss. Of course, uh, many people know him as your co-star when you were Deacon Sharp on Bold and Beautiful, and I did actually get an email from somebody. When can we see you back on daytime television, if you're ever going back to daytime television? Well, you know, listen, um, daytime has been really wonderful to me. It's a huge part of, of my my professional life. It has been. Um, I'm, I'm fortunate that I've been able to be doing a lot of other exciting things. I, I just came back from Puerto Rico where I was shooting a movie for two weeks with Bruce Willis, uh, called Killing Field, and that was really exciting and fun and wonderful. Um, so, you know, I, I never say never. Um, they know how to get a hold of me, and, uh, you know, thus far they haven't. And so, you know, I, I keep doing other stuff. So, you know, at some point maybe it will, uh, the stars will align and I'll be able to uh, uh, go uh, reprise my role as Tegan Sharp because that's a character I just love playing. So part of the... Um book that you talk about in the success is also about having a very happy personal life mm -hmm. and tell us a little bit about that because not only do you have a loving wife you work together so tell us what it's like to work with the same person you live with and love and enjoy life with well you you hit on a really important word which is balance and balance is the third pillar of the way of the cobra and one of the things i talk about in the book is I say, you know, what good is it if you're making millions of dollars, if the people that you love and love you are feeling like the relationships are withering on the vine because you're not, you're not 
giving them the attention that they require. That's when you have life that is out of balance. And so the secret, I think, to, to authoring a great life for yourself, if you're writing the book of your life, is to have your successes, but make sure that they're, they're balanced with the other, the other things that are not necessarily, you know, materialistic or monetary based. Um, I'll, I'm going to circle back to that in a second. As far as what it's like to work with uh, my wife, Michelle, she's fantastic. She is um, highly creative. She's got so many skill sets that I don't have. And, you know, she really is my partner in everything I do. Um, she, she actually formatted the book Way of the Cobra, which normally you would pay a lot of money to have somebody do. And she said, well, you know, I'll just teach myself the computer program, the software. And she took a couple days and stayed up around the clock and learned the program. And she formatted the book, which normally you have to send to a company to do. And she just never ceases to amaze me. Uh, she was nominated, uh, along with me, uh, uh, for the writing team for Studio City for Outstanding Writing. Um, I love working with her. It's not always um, smooth sailing, you know, because sometimes I think art comes from friction rather than absorption. And it's kind of like, you know, the best idea wins, but there's some spirited debate. But I, I love it. And um, um, we, I think we've done a, a pretty good job of being able to balance having a working relationship and having a healthy, loving marriage. And we're also, we're actually talking about um, a follow-up book to Way of the Cobra where we would co-write it. And we would write it uh, with an eye towards uh, having successful relationships. Because I, th I think that, you know, anyone who has um, lived in worked and worked in, in Hollywood knows it's not the easiest thing to keep a healthy relationship going. And we've managed to do it so far for 10 years. And so we, we want to talk about a couple of the, uh, you know, the secrets and, and things that we used to do that. So we, now we know you are a really great actor because when you were on General Hospital or Young and Restless or Bold and Beautiful, you never had a good relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't really think Deacon merited a good relationship. He was a pretty troubled guy, but, uh, but definitely a lot of fun. Uh, where can our listeners find you, find the book? I'll tell everybody, if you want to see one of the best Instagrams about living a great life and following the uh, advice from the Cobra, follow Sean on Instagram because he gives the diet, he gives the lifestyle, the exercise, the mental motivation, the good tips for happy living with those around you. So tell everybody besides the Instagram account where we can find you, where we can buy the book, and uh, what up, uh, upcoming projects. Because you, whenever I talk to you, you always have 100 things going on. So you can get the book at wayofthecobra.com. And, Cindy, I've created a special discount code for your listeners. Uh, they will get 15% off the book uh, uh, if they put uh, Cindy in, C-I-N-D-Y. And... Um, that code will last, I think it lasts for 48 hours after the show airs. Uh, you can follow me at Sean.Kanan on Instagram or Sean Kanan on Twitter. And as far as what do I have coming up next? Um, boy, that's a good one. You know, I, I think, I think honestly, I'm taking a little breather for a second. Um, you know, once, once we're, we're going to be promoting the book for uh, the next couple months, obviously. Um, uh, and, and, you know, we're in, um, 
the judging period for Studio City right now. And I think maybe if I can, I'd love to uh, just have a short little vacation somewhere and kind of, you know, recharge my batteries. And uh, I'll be going to um, I'll be going to Liverpool, England in November uh, to attend. uh, What's it called? Uh, Liverpool Comic Con. Um, So, you know, I got lots of stuff going on. Lots and lots. You will come back to Cindy Celebrity Corner and share with oh. us when everything is going on. Sean oh, Kane, you. Thank you, Sean Kane, and thank you so much for joining us. And I will also have the link to the book on my website. Thank you so thank much for joining us. And all the best to everybody. Take care. Thanks. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Cindy Gross, and I am the host of Cindy Celebrity Corner, and I'm often asked, what's in my personal corner? Today, I want to recommend a really nice, healthy face, anti-aging moisturizer that I found recently. And what I love about it the most is is that it's all natural, and it's made with many, many natural oils like geranium and carrot seed. And I love the fact that it's made with mango butter because mango is my favorite fruit. It's made from uh, the Basic Naturals Company, and it's a brand new company. And what I love about it the most is that when I put it on, my face feels so luxurious. And I love the fact that I know I'm using all natural products. As I'm getting older, I'm finding the importance of having natural products both in my body and on my body. So from Cindy Celebrity Corner, in her personal corner, it is from Nature with Love, Basic Naturals Healthy Face Anti-Aging Moisturizer. You'll see the difference the same way I did. Welcome back to Cindy Celebrity Corner. I am your host, Cindy Gross. And just like that, The hour flew by. I promised you great guest, great conversation, and lots of information to think about. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please let me know what you think. You can reach out to me through my website, Cindy's Corners, and email me through there. Or you can reach me and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Never miss an episode. Download it on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Podbean, Jewish Podcast, and you can also listen to us through the TalkLine Radio Networks. Thank you for joining Cindy Celebrity Corner, where all our angles and points meet and where you don't have to be Jewish to enjoy the Celebrity Corner. Thank you and have a good night. Thanks for listening. 
With COVID-19 vaccines here, New York City is coming back strong. Safe and effective vaccines are coming to all New Yorkers soon. Get vaccinated when it becomes available to you. Learn more at nyc.gov slash COVID vaccine. Let's take back our city, one vaccination at a time. Safe and effective COVID-19 vaccines are here. Get yours when it's your turn. Learn more at nyc.gov slash COVID vaccine. Do you own a long-term care policy and want to figure out your benefits and how to qualify? Our insurance advisor and broker, Mark Schwartz of Schwartz & Associates, LLC, would be happy to speak with you with respect to the policy you currently own so that he could apprise you as to the benefits that you currently are afforded. In addition, we offer free advice on the best assisted living options for your family through assisted living advisors. If you need home care options, we work with the top agencies within the tri-state area that your LTC policy can help pay for. Need help with power of attorney or health care proxy? We can schedule you with a free initial call with a seasoned elder care attorney. Call 888-LTC-POLICY. That's 888-LTC-POLICY for all your senior care needs. We are here to help. Call now for a free consultation. Investination, a member of the Basadno Group, is an equity crowdfunding platform with a difference. Bringing the best of the startup nation to investors whose goals include supporting innovative Israeli ventures. As an investor looking for your next deal, you'll get early access to promising Israeli startups in the most exciting technology fields with the Investination platform. All this innovation is just a click away, offering investors a unique opportunity to be part of this flourishing market. Welcome to Investination, investments powered by innovation. Accredited investors should go to www.investination.com. That's I-N-V-E-S-T-I-N-A-T-I-O-N.com. All those in favor of a COVID-19 vaccine, raise your arm. Safe and effective COVID-19 vaccines are here. Get yours when it's available to you. Learn more at nyc.gov slash COVID vaccine. Have you been diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, Hashimoto's, or colitis? Are medications not working or causing side effects? Dr. Raphael Kelman, an internist and pioneer in holistic functional medicine, finds the root causes of these problems and heals them using natural treatment methods. His approach has reversed diseases in thousands of patients, and he can help you too. Call the Kelman Wellness Center at 833-MD-HELP-ME for more information about how Dr. Kelman can help you feel your best. That's 833-MD-HELP-ME. Learn more about the Kelman Wellness Center at kelmancenter.com. The phone number again, 833-MD-HELP-ME. That's 833-MD-HELP-ME. NORPAC's virtual mission to Washington on May 3rd through the 6th is a Zoom-based advocacy event to promote stronger U.S.-Israel relations directly with members of Congress and their staff in small groups. Join pro-Israel advocates from around the country to promote issues such as supporting American cooperation with Israel, bolstering the Abraham Accords, and holding Iran accountable for its sponsorship of terrorism and its continued illicit nuclear development program. Training and scheduling are included with registration. To register for more information, visit norpac.net 
or call 201-788-5133. Again, that's NORPAC, N-O-R-P-A-C dot net, or call 201-788-5133.